Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Man, yesterday, Governor Carney signed a $4.7 billion spending bill. The biggest ever. Now, we're going to see a lot of money going to public schools where they will continue to fail. And maybe maybe Governor Carney, I think he's, I, I read that uh, he's looking to put about $280 bucks or so into what we call the, the budget smoothing account, which he wants to do. He wants to set up another account that would actually maintain our AAA bond rating here in the state of Delaware and allow for times of uh, economic turmoil. And this is something he wanted to do because of the recession that happened. Remember the market downturn and all that before COVID, way before COVID. As a matter of fact, this fund he has has been helpful. It's got millions of dollars in it. And even though the Democrats who lead the state didn't want to do it, they want to spend, 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 spend the money, Governor Carney's idea was just to, well, let's put away some and that way we can have it for a rainy day. Well, our rainy day happened during the pandemic, and this fund helped us out. In addition to that, though, <clears throat> um, billions of your tax dollars went to the federal government. And now, in their largesse, they're handing it out to everybody but you. It's your tax dollars. And that's where you get about a billion dollars. There's other revenue that helped out as well. But still, this is where you get about a billion dollars uh, into the state. And I want to get with Mike Ramon. He is a fiscal conservative. He's a Republican. Uh, he's a guy who is fighting to give you some of your money back. He wanted to give senior citizens money back, and he was fighting and fighting, and, and he lost uh, the battle of the Democrats. Mike's on the phone right now. Hey, Mike. Hey, Rick. How are you doing today? I'm all right. So let's talk about this uh, $4.7 billion dollars. And uh, where did all this extra money come from? Well, uh, much to, uh, I guess, uh, the, the governor's past practices uh, credit, you know, he's put a limit on increase in spendings to, I guess, when I, you know, in the earlier years, it was like three point something percent. Now it's up to four point something percent. But he limits what they call door openers when you first come in and how much the budget's going to go up. So the budget going to four point seven billion from I think it was four point three or four point four is really not uh, the big issue. Every year it goes up. And of course, every year it's the highest year. But in addition to that, there was one point oh, nearly one point four billion dollars of um you know money that was considered extra money that got pushed over to one time expenses in the in the uh bond and then there was also a few hundred million that went into one time expenses through JFC so you know it was a staggering amount of money i think the most ever before that was maybe the years uh governor minner was in and we got a proud i think it was 800 million dollar surplus so this is uh, you know, this is well over that. Okay, so from whence, I'll put it this way, from whence did this uh, 1.4 uh, surplus come? Where Was it all the federal money? Was it because uh, DFAC found more money from uh, corporate fees and, and taxes? Yeah. I mean, where does 1.4 billion come from? Yeah, to, to make it clear, the CARES Act money 
which was $1.4 billion coming from the federal government, uh, thanks to, I believe, uh, Senator Coons's efforts to have a floor. So the smaller states had a floor, and Delaware getting $1.4 billion in CARES Act money was, you know, per capita, one of the highest in the nation. And then, of course, uh, the ARC money that came out, uh, they kept the numbers the same. So we got another $1.4 billion. Uh, the CARES Act money had to be at least um, committed to being spended, spent by January. So it was, but it wasn't technically liquid. It uh, wasn't spent into liquidity. It's still sitting there designated to be spent because we have a certain amount of time. So you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars still unspent in that. And then we get $1.4 billion more from the ARC money, which we haven't been able to spend yet. So none of that money is in this budget other than its secondary effects. So, A, maybe uh, the governor's office could switch spend. They could put some CARES Act money because something, uh, an expense fell into that category rather than using state money. And then, you know, the state money could be used somewhere else. And, again, you know, if that happened last year in the midst of a pandemic and we had a one point nearly $1.4 billion excess surplus for bond, um, it's even going to be, in my opinion, even more this year because now you've got the rest of CARES and all the ARC money coming in. So the point is, these are all stacked. These aren't individual sections. This $1.3-something million surplus for one-time spending was not just money that was uh, comes from the CARES Act. The CARES Act money was spent on different things. But when you spend money in the CARES Act, it sometimes brings in a secondary, uh, you know, tax uh, base. So our personal income tax was up. Our transfer tax was up. Our transfer every single uh, tax uh, was up. I think except maybe the tobacco tax because the way we did that now everybody goes to a different state to buy tobacco. But um, most of the other line items all went up except for like one or two. So. We had a nice, healthy, across-the-board increase in all of our incomes, and I guess where they're hanging their hat is we also have the Ashik money, and that's in the midst of a court case, and they're trying to create an environment where if we do get pinched and lose the court case, um, that could be hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, and they want to make sure uh, that they don't give back tax rebates or tax refunds or even lower any taxes um, until they know um, you know what that what that case is going to be. But in the ARP, the ARP money, this American Rescue Plan money is one point four mm-hmm. uh, that you're talking about. I think you said one point three at one point, but it's, is it one point three or one point four in the ARP money? I, I think it's just shy of one point four. Okay, so right, yeah. right around that. Yeah. And none of this is in the budget, so they're holding on to that. They don't know how a lawsuit is going to be coming out. Well, they didn't know how a lawsuit was coming out uh, when they when they said we're going to give raises to employees, but not nearly as much as they're going to give to judges and others who are already making well over a hundred thousand dollars a year, which is I think a disgrace that they're going to give these you know hundred thousand dollar a year state employees somewhere at like twenty thousand dollar a year raises, things like that. I mean, was that a part of any conversation there? In the state house, Mike. So, so the way the system, the way that well, way I know the, how the system the works. System, they got they got what six yeah. people on they, a panel, so and the they governor say, put in his recommended, and yeah. then it went up with defect, and it went up with defect, and it went up with defect. So the last recommended, he was uh, recommending eight hundred and something million, and then defect kept going up for his final was one point four billion, of which uh, no, most of that was just buried in line items and all. And, you know, it went to education. It went to raises. It went to a lot of good things. But, again, you're talking $1.4 billion. So in the last DFAC number, which was in June, 
Um, I had tried to pass a bill which would have given everyone their senior tax credit money back, which would have been about $5 million, but they wouldn't let me have it in a committee hearing. And then we were going to put our transfer tax, uh, uh, our real estate transfer tax, back down to 3%. We went up to 4% when Governor Carney first came in because uh, there was a big deficit from the previous budget of the previous governor and to him, and we needed money. So we raised that 1%, which officially made Delaware one of the highest in the nation, and, and it's clearly the highest in the region. So when uh, when I when I asked for that bill, I was going to petition it out, but instead they gave me a committee meeting in the last few weeks of session, and it came out of the committee unanimously, but they never let it go to the floor, which was very frustrating. Who, I had uh, said who, during the committee who, meeting, I won't even bring it to the floor yeah. unless we have – uh, more money in the surplus than the $40 million. and uh, and we did. We brought $70 million more in in June, but they still wouldn't let us give the people back $40 million. And who was it who said we're not going to bring about the who's, – who's the name? Well, I mean, it, technically that all comes from leadership and requests, and then they, they either you know they either keep it in the drawer or they let it out, and uh, it didn't get let out to the floor. So I guess that would be leadership in the House. So, so it would be Pete Schwarzkopf? Mean... And I was going to – you know, we were going to maybe hold – tight and not pass bond yeah. uh, unless they address giving some level. You can't have a $1.4 billion surplus and spend it all and not give anyone who paid taxes a penny back. No, I know um, you're frustrated. It very clear. Yeah, I know. And by the way, if you just tune in, it's Mike Ramone, Republican in Pike Creek area. Uh, he's a member of the state house, and he was fighting to, uh, to reduce taxes on seniors. He wanted to give you seniors... Uh, your tax break back on your property taxes, and uh, and they wouldn't let him let him do it. He he wanted to give you one uh, percent back, not one percent actually. He wanted to go back from four percent to three percent on your transfer tax, specifically for young people who are buying houses and elderly folks who are moving into uh, senior living, assisted living, or maybe just you want to downside. So and and Mike was trying to get that transfer tax down from four percent to three percent. And uh, they wouldn't let him do it. But I'm wondering, specifically, was it Valerie Longhurst, a Democrat in the House, or was it Pete Schwarzkopf, a uh, Democrat in the House? They're both leaders in the House that would not bring these bills to the floor. Yeah, well, there, first you go through a committee, and, and uh, uh, Representative Bolden, uh, Stephanie T. Bolden, did give me a committee hearing. And when it passed that unanimously, I was hopeful that it would have gotten onto the floor. Um, there was some mention that it was too late and it wasn't in the budget and whatever. And again, then the extra 70 million came out in defect. So suddenly it could have been in the budget, but it's basically leadership and leadership is controlled um, by the democratic side because they have the majority in the, in the Senate and in the house. So um, they didn't allow it to even come to the floor of the house, remembering it would have still had to get through the Senate. So it wasn't like it was automatically passing. It was just letting the legislators have a vote Right. And depriving them the ability to even vote, I felt, was inappropriate. Well, I mean, if they want to keep Democrats in the House and, and the Senate, they don't want to come to a floor vote if the Democrats don't want to give, you know, senior citizens their money back. They don't want it to be public like that because it costs them election. I don't understand why they want to do that. Uh, anyway, let's get to the $70 million. Um, so mm -hmm. there was $70 million, and oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be great to be a leader in the Senate or the House that say, hey— We've got money for you just to walk around with. What What's the deal on this? Yeah, well, I kind of made a statement uh, on in in the uh, in the bond hearings that you know I feel like we're turning into Washington, where in order to get a vote passed, they just 
you know, they pack it with pork and they give everybody their little things, including, uh, you know, uh, of course, all of us now, because uh, they they allotted uh, $70 million into a community uh, investment fund where legislators in different areas, in every single area could uh, allot their amount of money. And the way they broke it up of the $70 million, they gave 60% to the Democrats, 40% to the Republicans. In the on the Democratic side, they took the number of elected officials and divided it by the by their number. On the Republican side, uh, two thirds went to the to the Senate, and uh, um, yeah, two thirds went to the Senate, one third went to the House. So basically, each Republican in the House got around nine hundred something. Uh, each uh, Democrat got over a million something, and. Most of the senators got a little less than uh, two million or a little more in that in the Republican side because their leadership uh, actually got more than the rest of them. So, well, you know, um, that's, so uh, that's, that's a lot of where they spend it. That's a lot of walk around money to rent some votes. I mean, you start doing some favors with uh, your organizations and such that have a good population here. I'll help you out with uh, what road or potholes or oh, you need repairs in uh Whatever that the community center is, whatever, blah 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 yeah. blah. I mean, how do you yeah, but, how do you foresee this being used? Well, I mean, to be truthful, Rick, years and years and years have gone by with deferred maintenance not being done in the state buildings and some things with schools, and of course, our roads are way behind. All of those things are all. There is an enormous number of very um, credible needs for money. And and we and we uh, the governor pretty much addressed most of those in his budget. So the rest of the money, you know, as one one person on bond said, it's you're going to see when you get this money, it's difficult to spend this much money but, um, for some people. Yes, oh, I, I the think they'll figure is, it out. I really. Well, yeah, and let yeah. me ask you this, too. I mean, yes, roads, bridges. We got a couple hundred bridges need work, things like that. However, mm-hmm. um, why would they even be bothering right now? Because they're waiting for the federal more federal tax dollars from you, me and everybody listening uh, for this bipartisan infrastructure bill, which may or may not go through, depending upon whether or not Pelosi allows it to, to come to a floor that a voter will we'll see. Um, but wouldn't they just be waiting for that before they spend money on, uh, on roads and stuff and just have this kitty, this, uh, this big bank account of over a million dollars here? Right. Well, so that's a great question. And, and here's the reality. Number one, if we had that much money, I would have liked to have seen some give, given back to the people because if you're truly worried about stimulus and having a, a robust economy in Delaware – Giving it back to the people who paid it in the first place is probably the best thing to do. So we should have, we could have easily given every single person back their personal income tax money they paid this year. Maybe have a cap on what we give back, so people who probably have more didn't need to get as much of it back, if any, and and do something smart like that. The second thing we could have done is, if we're really worried about this a sheet lawsuit, we could have put a bunch of money in a, in a pocket like we did with the budget smoothing fund. Yeah. I think Governor Carney was very brave in. Even after Senator McDowell made sure that the budget smoothing committee that w- I was on did not get the bill passed, um, Governor Carney still did an executive order, which he's continued to honor. And we took a lot out last year to get through the through the quote the the rainy day type of a thing, the messy uh, ramifications yeah. of COVID. And then this year um, we we funded it back up the, the the budget smoothing fund. But we should have, if they're truly concerned about an a sheet environment. Some sort of a 
uh, caveat where they could have uh, parked money, not in an sheet environment, because then you don't want the no, opponent no, no, to no, know. No, 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 But what you could say is you could say we're going to put – but, Mike, what are you saying? We could put more money into the fund. By the way, if you just tuned in, it's Mike Ramone. Uh, he's uh, representative of the state house here. And uh, remind us, well, what is the sheet lawsuit that is uh, so troubling to the state of Delaware? Yeah, so when, when Pete DuPont uh, redid the banking laws, we ended up with an environment where corporations all came to Delaware. The sheet is what they called the surrendered money that no one uh, has claimed over a certain period of time. It becomes in an sheet account, which then that's unclaimed property. For instance, maybe gift cards, maybe uh, someone who passed and had no family and the money sitting in an account somewhere that no one ever knew about. There's, right. There's, and it's millions and millions and millions, and Delaware is the corporate capital of the world, and so we have a lot of those millions. Um, the lawsuit is claiming that, like, for instance, a gift card uh, shouldn't – the money shouldn't be surrendered to the where the corporation is. It should be surrendered to where the item was purchased and so forth. So. If that's, uh, if well, that's, that's, uh, that, that was a lawsuit that we had uh, quite a few years ago that brought in hundreds of millions of dollars to Delaware. Who's, uh, who's suing Delaware for that? Uh, so some of the other state, well, many other states. Oh, the other states, sorry. It, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they want their piece. They went there. They, you of were course, talking about they the corporate do. Corporate side. This is now the states. Well, it was a pretty Weasley deal anyway to to steal that money, you know, from the bis because people buy gift cards and don't use them, and they say, "Oh, well, now you got to pay taxes on all the gift cards that weren't used." I thought that's a that's a right. pretty sleazy thing for any state to do, including our our own. Uh, last words yeah. uh, on the budget: four point seven billion. Actually, you've uh, you've been defending uh, a lot of this, except for of course the seventy million dollars walk around money, as I like to call it. For all these, these lawmakers, a million and bucks or more. Um, how come you guys in the House got hosed? You only get one third of it, and the Senate Republicans get two thirds of what the Democrats have dribbled out to you. Well, you know, in the old days, the, the House was held by the Republicans, and the Senate was hold, held by the Democrats, and you had to discuss and 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 agree and be balanced when you know either whether it's Washington or Delaware, when when both bodies are held by the same party. Um, you know, then suddenly they take care of a party as opposed to take care of a people, you know, a, a yeah. whole state. And, and, and that's a little disturbing. Uh, I think uh, Senator Poor and, and Representative Heffernan did the best they could to, you know, not let politics dip too deep into it. But I mean, you can look where all the money ended up. And, you know, especially before it even got to the 70 million, how many no, I understand. of money and whose names are connected. So it's just we got to get politics out of Dover and start worrying about policy as opposed to politics. And uh, I know that's I'm what you're trying to do, Mike. Year we can do that. All right, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get. But I'm just curious of why why the Senate got the Senate Republicans got two thirds of your Republican money, and you guys only uh, got well it. because um, that's what leadership decided, and leadership uh, gotcha. you know kind of uh, balanced it that way. I understand. All right, uh, State Rep. Mike Ramone, Republican. Thanks for being on. Appreciate that, and uh, hopefully maybe in the next session. Uh, you can get some of these senior citizens their money back. Well, we're gonna we're gonna start that over the off season, and we're gonna come out in January with some bills that actually gives tax rebates and tax deductions. Because I was specifically told you only do those bills in election years, and I just didn't even want to get into that. Topic. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Next year's an election year, so let's see what happens. All right, Mike Ramon, thanks for being on. Appreciate your time, sir. Thanks, Rick. Bye bye now. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.